This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. And today I have a young man with me. His name is Robert Sunval, an ambitious young man who is training to be an actor. Now, this young man is from Australia, from whence I receive a lot of fan mail these days, which I very much appreciate. And never having been to Australia, I was very anxious to talk to Bob about his homeland, because I need some first-hand information. I expect to make a trip down under one of these days, and I just thought it might be interesting for my listeners to get a real first-hand close-up from a young man who has had a chance to compare Australia with the United States and has a love for both. Bob? Hi, Lucy. How are you today? I'm fine, dear. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yes, that's right. Just Sunval. Sunval. How old are you, Bob? 22. You don't look 22. What was your first impression of the United States? Well, to give you my first impression of the United States, I have to first of all tell you what I thought about it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the views we get of America is from movies and from the television shows, and everyone expects it to be beautiful and big and lovely. And I really looked forward to it. We were really excited to come over, and uh, it was everything that I expected it to be. Oh, I'm uh, so glad you weren't disappointed. <laughs> not at all. What no. was your first view? Where where did you land? Well, uh, we landed actually, first of all, in Hawaii. But then we flew into Los Angeles, and it was a beautiful day. There was no smog, no clouds, <laughs> which uh, I see as very lucky. Yes. We flew in, and we circled the city. And I've never seen anything so big and so huge, you know, Cities in Australia are pretty small compared to Los Angeles, and I just couldn't believe anything could be so big. And so stretched out. Yes. What time of day or night was it? It was the morning. You're 22 now. How long ago was this? Uh, This was in 1956, just a few days before Thanksgiving. And you've been here that long? No, I went back for a visit in 1960, Uh and I stayed there for two years. Oh. Couldn't stay there, though I... I'm torn between both, but I had to come back here. I came back in 1962, and I've been here ever since. Why did you come back? Theater, mainly. Your opportunities down there are not as uh, great? They don't have the uh, expansive theater that you have here. They don't have the movie productions. They don't have the live theaters as much. And they certainly don't have the facilities to study. They're the greatest uh, fans of movies and movie people and television uh, performers of, of anyone, any place in the world, though. They're great fans. To them, movie stars and the movies are something that is just... Uh, words can't explain how they, how they love it. And Why how, is that? Do you know, Bob? Well, I think it's that Australia has been, up until recently, has been behind uh, in a lot of things, and one of the things has been entertainment. And so the main line of entertainment has been movies. Mm-hmm. Most people don't go out to nightclubs or that. They go to the movies, and they love the movie stars, and... Uh, because it's been so far away until a few years ago, nobody came over there, so people were just, you know, yes. tense. And then when the stars started coming over, they just love them. They, they have a genuine love to see these people. All of my friends who have performed down there said that the, uh, the adoration, the adulation that they receive is not to be believed. It's only comparable to England. Tell me the living conditions in Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Are they... Uh Comparable in what way? Uh, They're different than they are here. The wages aren't quite as high. This is mainly because, you know, you don't have the mass production, etc., that you have here, and then you only have a small population. There's only, when I left, there was 10 million people, 
And in a country that is, you know, almost the same size as America, that isn't a lot of people, and a lot of the things are imported. And uh, until recently, they haven't had the mass-produced building. Do they have a lot of farmland that a is lot, workable? A lot of farmland that's workable around the coasts. When you go inland over the mountain ranges, uh, like over the Blue Mountains, you uh, run into the desert and the wasteland where they have cattle ranches, the sheep ranches, mm -hmm. but they're so large and so spread out that they will have stations that are maybe as big as uh, some of the states here. Hmm. And one ranch, huh? One ranch, yes. And Texas thinks they've got it all. They don't it? have anything. <laughs> <laughs> and these are fenced in, too, yeah. no matter how big they are. <laughs> I see. Really. That ought to be a good business in itself, just the fencing. Yeah, and they have uh, so much folklore and folk music the people, you know, the people here who delve into this haven't t scratched the surface over there, and a few people are just beginning, just like the aborigines they have there that are still wild and still live in caves or out on the desert as they lived many thousands of years ago. How near Sydney and Melbourne is, for instance, are the aborigines? Well, you can go <clears throat> maybe, well, just over the mountains. Hmm. Say, uh, you know, a few hundred miles out, they'll be as they were thousands of years ago, still traveling around with hardly any clothes on, still in tribes. What's the uh, temperature down there, speaking of no clothes on? <laughs> in the inland, it's nice and warm, depending on where you are. You know, because Australia runs from almost the equator to almost down to the South Pole. It's, you know, Is very that so? large. So that up the top you have forests, you have uh, rainstorms. It's just like the tropics. And then down south you have snow. Where does it snow? Oh, it snows uh, maybe 50 miles out of Sydney, up in the mountains, up in the Blue Mountains. It snows down by Melbourne. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do they have a lot of ski resorts? Well, <clears throat> actually, Australia has more skiing area than Switzerland. Is that so? Yes, it's beautiful. They have long expanses of mountains and beautiful, beautiful chalets because they imported a lot of workers from Scandinavia to build uh, this huge snowy river water scheme they worked up in the mountains, and they wanted to ski, so they built the resorts, uh -huh. and it's beautiful. You can't imagine. Uh, your schooling over there, Bob, do they have, like we have, the first Ooh. eight grades and then high school? No, let me tell you, schooling is a lot different than it is here. Now, the first thing, you know, we have kindergarten like you have here, but then we go from the what we call first class to sixth class, mm -hmm. and this is your primary school. Uh -huh. And then after sixth class, we have two types of high schools you can go to. One is called a junior high school, and one is called a high school. And they're not continuous. They're two separate units. How long do you go to junior high school? At junior high school, you go first year, second year, and third year. Mm -hmm. And then these are mainly trade schools. The junior schools? Yes, the junior high school is mainly for people who are going into trades and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then your high schools, which go for five years, are for business courses, for languages, and uh, professional. You can take your choice, you mean? A lot of it is done by counselors. They figure out which you would go to, but you have somewhat of a choice. But when you're in the high school, in the junior high school, you don't have a choice of the classes like you do in high school here. You don't say, well, I want to take this, I want to take that. Mm -hmm. uh, you sign up for a course, a business course, and they have it mapped out for you. Yes, I think that's a, a marvelous... Um choice to be able to make at that time, whether you go into the junior or the high school, when it really maps out a plan of a way to make a living. Do you think that scholastically uh, Australia is ahead of our schooling at the moment? I think so, yes. I know when I came over here, 
I was in uh, what was comparable to the eighth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> I went straight into the tenth grade here and had no absolutely no trouble with mm-hmm. anything. Plus, we have an earlier background in languages. They start them a lot earlier. And this works this is out well. very interesting to me. Uh, you know, our time is up today, Bob. Would you join me again tomorrow? I have some other things I want to talk to you about. I sure would. I'd love to. Thank you, Bob. I have been talking to Robert Sunval, a young man from Australia who is in the United States training to be an actor. Hi, this is Lucy. And again today, I have a young man from Australia, Mr. Bob Sunval. He's training to be an actor. And I was very anxious to talk to Bob because he comes from Australia and uh, can tell me about his homeland. I expect to go down under one of these days, as I said yesterday. And there are a lot of things about Australia that I wanted to know. Plus which, I get an awful lot of fan mail from Australia and I appreciate it very much. And I just want to know the people more and I want to know more about the whole great, big, wonderful country. Bob? Thanks for coming back today, dear. It's a pleasure to be back, Lucy. Uh, we were talking yesterday. We we left off with the uh, school situation in Australia, and you had a feeling that it was possibly scholastically a bit higher than it is here. I've heard that before, and I'm glad to get the first-hand information. The um, thing that you stressed yesterday is, is that there is a difference um, in junior uh, high school, or junior, what do you call it? They're called junior high schools and high schools. Junior high school and high school, and the junior school can prepare you for... Trades. Which I think is just marvelous. A lot of our young people go into high school with no thought of being trained for a particular trade. Did it help you? Did you go into the junior? uh, No, I went to a high school. I took business courses at the time I was planning on a professional career. Mm -hmm. And one thing is you get a lot more out of school over there than you do because uh, it's harder. They're harder on you. They grade you differently. And the one thing that I think that I found to be the big difference is from the time you're in school until you get out, you're taught to respect your teachers. And that's the one thing that I think is so lacking here is that the children and the parents do not respect teachers, whereas in Australia a teacher is a very respected person because they have a very important job to do. What a nice thing to say, Bob, and what an important thing to say for a young man. We've done some considerable talking on the subject recently, but it hasn't been any better put than you just put it. It's respect, a lack of respect for those people who have dedicated their lives to trying to teach us. I guess there's something lacking in our our, um, educational system that uh, allows this. I don't know the answer, of course, but I think you put it very well. The uh, love you have for Australia, does it uh, make you homesick uh, quite often now? I get homesick, but I have a love for America, too, that, as strange as it may seem, was given to me through movies. Mm-hmm. And this, it's, it's so hard to explain, you know, the love that you can get through something, through seeing people as yourself and other stars that you identify with and come to love and to Australia to Australians America is kind of a second home that everyone really everyone really dreams of going to America especially the younger people they all want to be able to come to America what do they think their opportunities will be well I think they expect a little too much in opportunity I mean you can't help this from you know seeing movies and that you sometimes get a you know a bigger picture than what it really is Mm mm-hmm But then in other things, they're not disappointed. Is it uh, within the home that there is a great difference in uh, commodities? 
Is there a great difference in the way our homes are furnished and the... Oh, uh, yes. I find that, uh, well, until recently, they haven't had as much credit, for instance, as you have here. And so you mean to buy on credit? To buy on credit. Now, I've noticed this, that, and now I'm talking about, I'm not talking about their uh, richer people. I'm just talking about the, the kind of people I am. Yeah. Is that most of the people, their parents have worked very hard for a home, and they have their furniture that they look after. They look after everything. And then uh, they keep this, and the, you inherit it a lot. Yes, you don't go out and buy new on credit just because it's uh, available. Um, what about the automobiles, the streets, and the stores? How, what do they look like down there? Are they, they uh, comparable to a Midwestern town, or are they cosmopolitan? Well, they'd be comparable to what America or what this area looked like maybe 20 years ago. Uh -huh. uh, now, when I arrived there, they had just started rebuilding, and they're tearing down a lot of the old. This will tell you, give you an example. You know, the streets are very narrow, for one thing, because they weren't meant for traffic. Mm -hmm. and there's one, one of the main streets in Sydney has a big elbow bend in it, <laughs> and the reason for that is that when they first built the roads there, there was a big tree. Oh, they wouldn't take it And down. they went around the tree. Of course. And when they built the road, they took it that way. Uh-huh. But uh, they are in a program now of trying to move buildings back when they rebuild them to get the streets wider. How high are the buildings? Are they all quite low? They're quite low, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, like two stories? No, maybe uh, eight or nine, some uh -huh. of them. But they have a limit. They have a limit on the buildings. They're not to build too high. Uh-huh. What about uh, the new hotels that are going in? Well, they have a brand-new Chevron hotel there that uh, they're building, and they're pretty tall. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they're all beautiful and modern and just what you'd expect to see anywhere in the world. They're top class, really Bob, top. in uh, Australia, is the uh, father really the head of the house? Yes, I would say so. That hasn't changed? No, I don't think that has at all. None of the uh, freedom, the too much freedom, as I call it, for the young people, that uh, sort of like they have in England, that hasn't touched Australia? No, uh, the young people are pretty well controlled by their parents. You don't have the uh, young people moving out from home at such a young age as they do here a lot they because of the economic conditions you know young people you are paid by your age in australia up until you're an adult you what get, does that mean well for instance uh, now a friend of mine worked in a bank and he was only 17 so he will get about eight pounds a week mm -hmm. and then as he gets older his wage goes up mm -hmm. so this prohibits you when you're young from living by yourself and how but, does a young married couple start out do they get into a suburban area that is comparable to what, um, like out in the valley here? In, That'd be uh, like that, yes. They, little they, cottages? Yes, or that, or apartments. There are lots and lots of apartments. Most people live in apartments or rooming houses. And Clothing, um, is that cheaper over there? No, it's a little more expensive. And uh, not very high style? Now it is, yes. Now I would say to an extent it is even getting to be more high style than you have here. Really? Because uh, now a lot of the style, the big style here at the moment is continental. Mm -hmm. And so being uh, part of the Commonwealth, they get a lot of their clothes from England and Europe. So in some ways they are ahead here oh. because they get the continental styles faster than they do here. And yet they have to pay more money for them. Yes. Well, that gives us a pretty clear picture of uh, your homeland. Do you think your family will come over here, Bob? Well, uh, my mother is here, and my stepfather. Oh, really? Yes. And my father and my sister are in Australia still, and I write to them. And uh huh. Would they like to be here? Yes, they would very much, especially my sister. What kind of business is your father in? Uh, my father works on ships and things. He's a seaman. 
being Norwegian. Yes. He's always with his ships, and that's his love. And You're Norwegian and what? Uh, French-English. My mother's French-English. Oh, and so I'm, are we. Oh, really? French-English, yes. That's a good stock. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I think so. Bob, you're very delightful to talk to. What do you want to be, a director or an actor? An actor. It's the one thing I love in this life, and it's the one thing I haven't been able to keep away from. Well, don't forget your languages, and don't forget all the studying you can no. do on the side. I study all day, every day, everything. It's I heard you're a good student. Thank you. Okay, Bob, thanks very much for coming with us today. I'm sure my listeners have been very interested in a young man from Australia. Okay, thank you very much, Lucy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My thanks to Mr. Bob Sunvell. Have a pleasant weekend, everyone, and thank you for your many, many letters. Remember the address, Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. Bye for now. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.